Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. All right, and it's a Tuesday, and we're there on the radio with you, the digital radio. However, you are Bluetoothing this bad boy up and making it happen. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, and we got a lot to discuss as we get into it on some Razorback basketball and some football news, too, as the O-line coaching swap is made official. Hope you're well as we get through it here on this 5th of December. 2023 and into the future we go together wouldn't rather be doing it with any one else than y'all so basketball gets a chance to get a little lead swing at it today after the college football playoff detonation on sunday that really sent so many people sports fans in between folks i mean and i'm probably reading too much into the tea leaves here on social media but, I mean, there was so much college football talk the last couple of days. You kind of had to love it if you're doing the Twitter thing or the X or whatever they're calling it now, Facebook. Um, however you get your news, Reddit out there. I still don't do the Reddit thing. Some folks tell me that's a a fun way to, uh, to kind of community chat it up like we do in the Podbean Live chat room. Remember, Podbean Live coming at you each and every morning for 90 minutes from the Bunker Studio hidden somewhere in the, here in the Ozarks. In the comfy confines, just a couple couple miles away from campus, Team B Media. Great to have you on board, Josh Bertaccini, hearing you there. And that's where we are. So college football, the aftermath has settled down. Everybody's got a hot take. The big take yesterday was life isn't fair. This isn't fair. Wow. That's where we are now. But you know what, though? Those lessons are good at any age. You might learn them early, but they stay with you the whole way through. No, it is not fair, my friends. But if you're a Florida State, I mean, who are you really upset with? Your first and second string quarterbacks are getting injured? Who are you upset with here? The ACC for being a weak conference? Nobody said this was going to be fair. I'm not sure where that comes from. I guess we were all raised differently. One one of the first lessons I got in life was it's not fair. I remember my mom and dad, all of my grandparents, aunts, uncles, every teacher I had, every coach, every person I met at some point, I feel like including my wife regularly to this day, reminds me that life isn't fair. So how's that? How's that news? It's gotten caught up in politics and it's gotten caught up in the money. Are you just seeing that now? That said, enjoy what you get. I mean, you live your life, you need to live it, but I just can't spend it focusing 
on the woulda, shoulda, coulda. I guess if you've got a team involved in it, you're feeling more passionate about it. And that's fine, too. Back to Arkansas. You have no team involved in this right now. I guess Alabama's the lone representative from the SEC, which puts everyone else in the league kind of in a tough spot. You're at a crossroads here. I mean, do you root for Alabama to win the championship? You probably do. Because you want that SEC, SEC chant to resonate for another year. November 1st, December 1st, January 1st. It's amazing when you look at these dates here on the college football calendar, how things change so significantly from one month to the other. I'm looking forward to January 1st already. I mean, it'll all be decided on the field with two great matchups on paper. You never know how the games are going to go. Nobody has a clue about that. But great matchups on paper going in with Michigan versus Alabama and Washington against Texas. And I like Washington an awful lot, maybe because they're getting no respect. Penix just seems like a, a heck of a player. So we got football going on. Life isn't fair. Very interesting first few minutes of the show today as we take it back to some of those golden lessons from kindergarten. They really do stay with you if you pay attention, don't they? Basketball, uh, full attention last night for the team. Not so much for the fans. I I think this is where the issues come into play a little bit more for me with Arkansas Razorback basketball fans. It just seems like... You're you're not all in for every game, and that's fine. I understand it's the South or the Midwest or whatever folks want to tell me. We're, you know, it's the Ozarks. We're our own thing. We're hill folk around you. Had somebody tell me that one. Okay, whatever you want to be, you are. But I don't know if you're basketball people. I don't know. Some of you, yes, like the five six thousand of y'all who were there on a Monday night last night. Fine. And I know we all have stresses and obligations and you got your kids, you got your job. It's a Monday night. You were there for Duke. You stayed up late. Uh, your breakfast didn't taste good. Uh, you got a speeding ticket. Um, you didn't get the raise. There's a million reasons why you're not happy. And maybe you didn't even have tickets to the game, but I, I was under the impression this thing was a sellout. There was maybe 5,000 people there last night. And I understand you're playing Furman and they're not very good. And Arkansas 97 to 83 with a cruise control type performance. Good to see it. I mean, you're up five at the end of the first half. That wasn't great. Half number two, Musbus gets into wrecking ball mode, and this team wins it going away. 25 points for Caleb Battle off the pine. What a weapon he has been off the bench as he sets a season high. Chandler loss in career high, 19 points. U of A, you're welcome for that stat. Yeah, 19 points was his career high. He also had three blocks. Debo Davis back involved again. Seven points, 10 boards, and eight assists. Almost a triple-double. So Arkansas's defense, a little bit better. You're still not contesting maybe the way you want to contest on the perimeter, though you did hold Furman to under 40% shooting from the floor. Arkansas sizzling 62%, up 38-35 on the glass in the rebounding department. You, you like seeing everybody chip in there too. And perhaps better than any of that, Traymond Mark back in the mix for this Arkansas Razorback basketball team. There's no question that he and Caleb Battle are your go-to one-on-one most gifted offensive pieces. Um, Brazil upside tremendous. I don't really think he's a go-to offensive player. Not yet. You see him putting the pieces together more and more every day, but it's a work in progress. It's definitely a first-round pick kind of work in progress. I don't know if he's a lottery pick right now, but maybe. Man, can he jump. 
back to the game. 97-83 Arkansas wins. Judging by the attendance, you did not take note of it. Um, what is that? The fact that you can go... See, it would be one thing if people just didn't go to games in general, but for big games, it's packed out. People go rah-rah, they love it. And then when you play a smaller school, a lesser opponent... You're just not very interested, you know, and I've been in plenty other towns in this country, this incredible country of ours, and definitely a handful of college towns where basketball was just like everything. And I, and I know I invoke Syracuse to the chagrin of some of y'all from time to time. But I spent six years living in that place, college years, formative years, early professional years. It doesn't matter whether Syracuse is playing Lemoyne College down the block or Ithaca or, you know, some school from Ontario, Canada, you're going to get 25 to 30,000 people at the Carrier Dome or whatever they're calling it now for a basketball game. You're going to get that. I'm looking at one of the pictures over my wall here in the, uh, that one right there. It's a good looking one of the orange clad crowd. It's like 35,000 in that picture. That's a record attendance kind of thing. But on the regular, they're drawing 25 to 30,000. Now that's freakish. Lexington. Kentucky, same thing. Another arena. So big. It's kind of amazing that many people go to every game, regardless of who the team was playing. Um, and then you start going to smaller scale arenas. It's it's harder to point to Kansas or North Carolina or Duke when their gyms are like barely over, you know, high school capacity. But I think it says something that Arkansas Razorback fans still if they have a ways to go or you want to go back to the future, because in the 90s, I'm told you couldn't find a ticket to any game. That's how hot a commodity Nolan was. And maybe there are too many things going on now and the Internet has just fractured it so far that we're not going to get it back there again. I still have this fantasy belief that someday Arkansas Razorback basketball will literally be filled for every single game. But, you know, that's me being idealistic. And what did you expect against Furman on a Monday night? So look at me. Giving it to the fans a little bit for no showing. He missed a good game. Hogs win by 14. We'll hear from Eric Musselman a little bit later on. Post-game presser. He's, uh, I think he feels like this is a pretty good team. Work in progress. Getting there slowly. But that's kind of his style, isn't it? And that's the way you want it to go. So that you peek out later in the year when the chips are on the table and it's all on the line. Arkansas, not ranked in the latest top 25 poll. You said Duke crashing out of the top 20. They're ranked 22 now. Hogs will play Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. Oh, you off to a good start this year. And that's in Tulsa at the BOK, where hopefully for Hog fans, everything's going to be okay. I think you'll come out and get a good turnout from Arkansas fans. You've got, I've been in the last two. I'm thinking about Saturday. We'll see. Kind kind of a game time decision here, um, but because uh, we got we're gonna do a post game is what I'm leaning towards. We'll throw one at you here in the month of December before we get to the holidays and a uh, couple Saturdays off. But hey, basketball headed for a big one with Oklahoma, and just a couple games left here before the year wraps up as the student athletes, air quotes, go through their final exams and take care of that business. A lot of standout performers last night as we work it through this morning. Question of the day, who stood out the most to you? Talk about Battle. Talk about Debo Davis and, of course, Chandler Lawson out the gates as Arkansas gets a dub at Bud Walton Arena. Offensive line coach is in. We talked about that yesterday morning with Mateos when we come back from break. A little more on his background and what he brings to the table. 
We are off and running. 15 minutes into the conversation already. Josh Bertaccini here, and you there. It's the real NWA JB. And we're coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewski's on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewski's has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewski's Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the head hog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. thousand of y'all have done so so far just what three and a half months in to our new deal we're going to continue pushing forward into the future here y'all get me all fired up each and every day to come at you with the latest at arkansas razorback land and the wide world of sports beyond can't seem to crack the code in these last two states here but the show's been listened to in 48 out of 50 states 29 countries apparently there's like 300 something countries in the world so we've got a long way to go here we're in a quest towards global sports talk domination. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a, uh, an ongoing thing. But we'll get there, and y'all are coming along for the ride, which means cabinet positions for everyone once we get there. Um, 
Arkansas Razorback hoops, 97 to 83. Hogs get the dub yesterday. We talked a ton about it out the gates. Defense was better. Offense on more movement, really. Obviously, with Mark back in the lineup out of the team. And now you get a chance to take on Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. And we'll get into some Eric Musselman sound here in just a couple of moments as well. Elsewhere in the wide world of sports yesterday, Arkansas announcing Eric Mateos is in your O-line coach from Baylor. It's official. He's uh, you know a former grad student here at the University of Arkansas. Looks like a good fit. And hey, Cody Kennedy had to go. So who cares who it was? Heck, just anybody else, a different voice on the offensive line, and you were guaranteed to be better. Monday Night Football, Bengals over the Jaguars, 34-31. I did not have a chance to watch any of that. I did not. Looks like it was a great game. Jake Browning, 32-37, 354 yards for the Bengals, the kid from Washington. Let's not forget about the Huskies here. Not a terrible quarterback. Um, bad loss for the Jaguars. No question about that. They fall to eight and four. Bengals still alive now at six and six. Trevor Lawrence looks like injured, sprained his ankle. Could have been worse. It looks like he's going to get out of it with just the ankle injury. Other items. Talking about Arkansas's win. Top 25 last night. Purdue over Iowa, 87 to 68. 19 point win there. Boilermakers ranked fourth. Alabama beat Arkansas State. 89 to 65 NBA last night Pacers over the Celts 122 to 112 and we're off and running right here on the NBA front already good to uh, see you know so many different Arkansas faces right now in the league and uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of that as the Muslim era continues to unfold New Orleans Sacramento got together Pels with a 10-point win last night. Malik Monk, not a Razorback, but obviously one of the significant contributors for that Kings team. 21 points, 5 assists, and 5 threes for the Cat from Bentonville. Malik ripping it up in 32 minutes off the pine for the Kings. The reason this guy is the sixth man of the year contender each and every year. All right, uh, Arkansas Razorback Hoops, a contender for something. You wonder right now what exactly... Like, what is the upside on this team? Are they Final Four type good? Are they that good? Or are they not that good? Maybe they're not Final Four type good. Maybe they're Sweet 16 type good. But you know what? Even the fact that we're having these conversations now tells you how far this whole thing has come. And for a long time there, it was, will Arkansas make the NCAA tournament? I mean, that's what it was. And now at least the conversation has become... You know, how good can you be? How far can you go? And that's a lot more fun to have those chats, certainly as well. All right, Eric Musselman last night at the podium talking about his team's win over Furman. Let's hear some of that as we continue here on the program. The real NWA JB, making it happen for you here. Streaming it, Podbean, YouTube, therealnwajb.com. All right, here's Moss. Here we go. What do you think about this game? From both games, all sentences. Yeah, I mean, I thought in the first half, Kevin, um, holding them to 35 points and 36% um, from the field, pretty good. But then in threes, um, so it's three-point defense. Um, you know, and I think if, if you look across uh, tonight's game, 
Um, you know, as a coach, it would be the 12 made threes, and it would certainly be the 15 offensive rebounds, especially when you know you got Oklahoma uh, on the schedule, an undefeated team, a team that's great offensive rebounding team, a team that has threes and fours that pound the glass with reckless abandon. Um, I thought our transition defense in the second half, uh, you know, needs to be better. I thought first half transition defense was really good. Um, but we got We have to play much better across the board. Um, you know, everything's about progress. I thought, you know, when you, uh, nine defensive rebounds, uh, laden blocker, five defensive rebounds, um, two real positive areas. We need our guards to, to put the defensive rebound, and those two guys did it. Um, and then other guys need to do a better job. But but even uh, L. Ellis had three defensive rebounds in 11 minutes, or two defensive rebounds. So our point guard position uh, more than held their own from a defensive rebounding standpoint. Um, you know, but but we we've got to rebound better defensively. And and uh, you know, I thought we did a great job taking care of the basketball in the second half. The 21 assists. We built off the 17 assists that we had uh, against Duke. Um, didn't really turn the ball over. Only four, you know, turnovers in the in the uh, in the second half. And and uh, we shot 61 percent from you know from the field for the game. Um, thought we did a good job. Bench points, awesome. Um, you know, Claw. Uh, you know, Chandler Lawson inside, eight of ten from the field, three blocks, 51 bench points, 25 from KB, 52 points in the paint. A lot of good things, but some areas defensively that we have to uh, get improve on. So that we met this after, you know, the, this morning at shoot around, and I just, you know, I told them, hey, I would like to give these guys an opportunity to start uh, that played well against uh, Duke. Ask him his feelings because um, I think the one thing you learn in the NBA is is you don't change a player's rotation uh, or role based on injury. And certainly he had an injury and. Um, you know, if you change the rotation based on productivity, that is what it is. But certainly uh, the game that P. Mark was coming off, I did not want him to feel uh, that his role as a starter was changing based on the fact that he had an injury. Because, again, the, the place that I grew up at in the pros, you just don't do that. So I thought it was worthy of a conversation. Um, he said, I figured that was coming coach and I'm cool with it. Anything that you think can help us win. So he had great maturity when, when he and I talked earlier today. Eric, it can be at 20 in the second half. I guess that's the first half he started. Why did you decide to start him? And then I think he only played uh, seven or eight minutes in the first half. What, what was the deal there? Well, I think in the first half, I'm not sure, Bob, how many fouls he had, um, but some, some defensive assignments that, that were, you know, we were just shuffling guys in and out the first half based on missed defensive assignments. Um, but certainly we tried to run plays for him. Um, we brought him off a, a stagger a couple times on on, on our uh, 50 series. We we uh, we ran some isolations at the top of the key. We found him in transition. I mean, he's a dynamic scorer. There's not many players in college basketball that can have 20 and a half. And certainly he can create his own shot. And he's a high volume free throw attempt player. So you, when your team needs points in a hurry and he just rises up, up over people. If you crowd him, he beats you off the bounce and draws free throws. Again, I thought that, uh, you know, Davenport uh, first half really didn't have any blown defensive assignments. We just felt like we needed 
uh, KB out here. And obviously when we made one of our runs in the second half, we went small. Um, we felt that we weren't guarding the three point shot with our big lineup. So we went a little bit smaller. We moved T Brazil from the four to the five played three to four guards. Mark was in at the four Devo at the four, whoever you want to. Um, and I thought that helped us crowd the ball a little bit more, but it also affected uh, our, our, our poor rebounding outing. All right, let's. Um, that was good. A little Eric Musselman sound as we continue the conversation this morning on the real NWAJB. Moss giving you the picture as he saw it last night. Arkansas ninety-seven to eighty-three, coming away the victor in the contest against Furman. Hogs playing Oklahoma around the corner up next, which is going to be a very interesting contest. OU, as Moss mentioned, undefeated so far on the season. It is a beautiful morning. Headed for high in the 60s today on this 5th of December. Talking a lot of Razorback basketball. We got some more football to get back into. We'll do that when we come back from a quick timeout here as we move it towards Richard Davenport and some recruiting talk too. Coming up at 8.05. The Real and WHAB coming at you from the Bunker Studio. We're right back. On the square in Fayetteville. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard racist back fan too. Go Hawks! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegal.com solutions at gmail.com folks thank you so much for making our new program the real nwa jb part of your daily routine already live at 7 a.m every morning monday through friday for 90 minutes talking razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports we do the show live on the podbean app and you can too by using bluetooth in your car or at home we work on smart speakers podcasts available anytime you want spotify apple and more it's the real nwa jb there for you the people appreciate you listening If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend, too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. 
two. Arkansas not going bowling this year. I think I hope certainly looming large for next year as we get a little deeper down the road. The return of Bobby Petrino. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people last night at the basketball game, out and about a little bit, still wanted to talk about Bobby Petrino. And I think it, it's a reminder to me again that the Kremlin got something right. They at least put something out there that took the pressure off of them for now. You know, when you're in the power game, when you're fighting for, you know, control of the people's thoughts and feelings, like any sports organization is, you want to make sure that that the messaging is positive. Right? That you're trending towards something good. And for a while there with this football team, it didn't feel like they were trending anywhere good. You had Sam Pimmon in complete disarray. Really looked like a guy who hadn't coached before. Players not buying in at all. You know, buying, selling. Talking about buying in. No, they were selling stock. And what you got was a performance out there on the field that was pathetic. That was absolutely pathetic. Team looked like it had let go of the rope. End of the season. And what do you get? You get Bobby Petrino back in the door as some kind of savior on a white horse. I mean, right? Think of the Chris Stapleton song. He's coming here to, to rescue you. That's what you've been waiting for, huh? Bobby Petrino, really? Maybe. Or maybe this is just the stopgap move to buy a little more time. And it does feel like that to me. I hope I'm wrong, but you look at the transfer portal and that news is coming fast, my friends. Yesterday, Devin Manuel, who really never got to see on the field develop into his full potential as an offensive lineman here at Arkansas, announcing his intentions to transfer away from the program and plays football elsewhere. Of course, Manny Powell, Pooh Paul, Corey and Carter. Some of these guys, you can't believe that they even have any collegiate eligibility left. Like they've been in, in school so long, they should have medical degrees by now. And some probably do. I mean, heck, if you can graduate from college with a master's on top of it, that's money, honey. You do, you do what you can. You take what you can get from whoever is willing to give it to you. But Arkansas right now watching the transfer portal swing. A.J. Green out the door as well. I don't know if you're going to feel that quite so much. Really more so just because of the depth that Arkansas already has at that position than anything else. Coming back, certainly with Dominion and uh, Zay Augustave, who had a fantastic finish uh, to the end of the year. He was tremendous. Really one of their only positives. Little number 23 bouncing around out there. You have a couple of good tailbacks in place. I think the writing was on the wall. Rocket Sanders, I know what the future holds for him. I would think as a running back, you're in a spot where your shelf life is significantly shorter. So I would expect Rocket Sanders to bounce and try to get himself drafted, play some professional football next year. Still think that guy's got a chance to be third, fourth round pick with a really good combine. Although running backs have been devalued significantly, there's no question by NFL teams in recent years. And then there's KJ. 
Remember the story earlier in the week? He's headed to South Carolina, and then KJ's like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I do think his run at Arkansas has come rightfully to its end. It's time for a change. Time for something different for him. Time for something different for the program itself. I think it gets back a little bit to the conversation that we were having uh, a few months ago about KJ's NFL stock. Like, is this guy good enough to be a professional quarterback? And that was that was not an easy question to answer. Easy one to ask, not an easy question to answer, because I think you find yourself, you know, wondering what other options there are. Criswell, Singleton. I mean, the writing is on the wall here that the future at the quarterback position is somebody else. Now, if you're KJ and you can't get drafted, you do go play football for somebody else because you have a chance to make a good chunk of change being a quarterback for, you know, somebody out there. I don't know if you're going to make quite the money you make in the SEC if you leave this conference, but you're a quarterback, you're a commodity. And even if you're not a a professional commodity, it doesn't mean some other college program isn't going to come sniffing around and come after you. Now, Arkansas trying to make its own moves in the transfer portal. We're going to talk with Richard Davenport coming up here inside of 15 minutes from now. Get some updated information on players Arkansas is looking at. One of the Huge names that remains out there is Drake Lindsay out of Fayetteville. Very talented playmaking quarterback. Of course, the Purple Dogs with their first state title since 2016 over the weekend. Lindsay was unbelievable for them all season. Now, he's committed to Minnesota. Oh, don't you know? To Minnesota. But, you know, by Petrino here now, they're gonna come, they're gonna come sniffing around. And you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a lot of interest or renewed interest, I'll say, in Drake Lindsay as a quarterback prospect. And I, I think that's a good thing. So we'll find out some more info from RD on that in just a few as well. But man, I don't think you can afford to turn up your nose at any quarterbacks, really, especially ones who are homegrown in your backyard. Can't afford to do it. Thoughts coming in on the social media this morning. Still, like I said, the trickle effect of Bobby Petrino continues. How about Vanessa writing in Facebook page? Sometimes it's like you have to do what you have to do to stop the bleeding. Which coach was it who said you needed to lay down and have a good one? Enjoying the show. Uh, Lady V, that was none other than John Pelfrey. I want to say Mike Pelfrey. Didn't he pitch for the Mets for a while? I think he did. Uh, John Pelfrey was the, sometimes a warrior needs to lay down and have a good bleed. But that's a good reference. Football team did more than bleed this year. That was massive blood loss. That was massive blood loss. That was a catastrophic kind of injury, Lady B. Uh, How about this one? Dewan at the real NWAJB on the tweets. Basketball isn't quite the big deal around here. It used to be because we were down for so long. People get stuck in their rhythms and it's hard for them to change. Sometimes it just takes winning a lot and then the culture gets different. I mean, that's a good tweet too. Did ask at the top of the show today for some of your feedback on Razorback basketball and why it seems like the early season attendance continues to be more contingent and dependent on the opponent that Arkansas is playing than perhaps on the Hogs themselves. And I think that's what you need to focus on more. 
You know, you got a chance to go to a game. I know it's a Monday night or a Wednesday night or or whatever weeknight. Because really, it's the weeknight games that get the the least attention. They get the least, you know, people uh, invested in going. Now, when you're playing a team like Furman or UNC Greensboro or Old Dominion, I mean, people aren't exactly stoked. They're not exactly fired up to go and watch that game happen. And I get it. So uh, I think you got to focus more on uh, on the experience itself. And this Razorback basketball team, you got professional basketball players. I mean, Trevin Brazil's going to be a first-round draft pick. Caleb Battle and Draymond Mark will both play in the league a little bit and both have a chance to have professional careers at the least for a long time overseas. You're just scratching the surface there with your three best players. I think Chandler Lawson continues to get himself some NBA draft stock. The guy's like a velociraptor, a pterodactyl is a better one with the uh, seven-foot wingspan. But I digress. Uh, We'll talk some more basketball and football and recruiting with Richard Davenport here in just a little bit as we barrel through the close of our first hour together this morning. It is a Team B Media production, and we're in to December, Christmas time, USA, 20 days out from the big C and we'll get there. And um, I hope everybody's feeling okay out there. Good time of year to be a little nicer, a little warmer, a little kinder to your fellow human beings. Cause as we all know, this life, it ain't easy. And as the college football folks reminded me yesterday on the social media, it's definitely not fair either. Y'all are right about that one. Let me tell you what. You are right about that one. Josh Bertuccini with you. Headed for a high of 60 degrees today. If you're listening back later on in the day, doing a little DVR work with your radio, that's awesome. This thing is lighter on its feet now. Certainly, it's um, a lot more flexible. You get the chance to tune in and make it happen how you need to make it happen. Top of the hour break. We'll come back in four minutes. And get our guy Richard Davenport in the mix from the Dem Gazette. Some thoughts out of him on the recruiting game. Talking standouts from last night, too. Who was your player of the game? I got three on the board for you. Battle, Devo, and Claw. They call Chandler Lawson Claw. I like it. C-Law. Claw, baby. Kind of his game, isn't it? Kind of is. He was outstanding last night. Quick timeout. Right back. <laughs> 